0: Today we're going to be talking about what may be the most amazing Christmas prophecy. A review is a mystery that has been both the greatest joy and perhaps the greatest stumbling block for millions, maybe billions of people across the world. But before getting into that, I'd like to talk to you about a particular Christmas movie. The other day, Melissa and I, we were trying to find a movie to watch with the boys, a Christmas movie that we had not seen yet. And it needed to be fun, it needed to be funny and exciting, entertaining... Well, we did a little bit of digging and came up with the movie, (laughs) Jingle All the Way. I don't know if you remember Jingle All the Way. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Phil Hartman and Sinbad. And the plot revolves around, and it relies largely on slapstick humor, and the plot is that Arnold Schwarzenegger's character and Sinbad's character are battling out to get the coveted most prized Christmas toy of that season, the Turbo Man action figure. And by the end of the movie, the lesson that we are left with is that people, family, are more important than gifts. So we talked a little bit about the movie afterwards, around the table, and Jaden, one of my boys, happened to ask me, is there anything Christian inside of this movie at all? You know, like something that would connect it to the true meaning of Christmas. And after thinking about it for just a few seconds, I said, no, I honestly can't think of anything. And that's okay. It was still fun and it had a good lesson as well. It was a fairly clean movie. You see, the truth is that even as Christians, we focus on the wrong things at Christmas time. Many of us get upset about the commercialization of Christmas, some of us become obsessed with this idea that somehow Jesus. Mary and Joseph were all illegal immigrants. A lot of people get hung up on ideas like, what was the Christmas star? Or when was Jesus really born? And who were the wise men after all? You know, I think that all of those topics are fascinating and we should dig into them. Knowing the answers to these give us a higher view of Scripture. So they are good things to investigate. They are good things to have knowledge about. But if those are the only things that come to mind when we think Christmas, we are missing the point. Isaiah 9:2 says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now, contextually, The author is talking about Judah and the nation of Israel. They had been walking in darkness for quite some time. Not only were they worshipping false gods represented by statues of wood, stone, and metal, they were taking part in practices that the true God hated. They were not honoring the one who had brought them out of darkness and blessed them with their own land. They had wandered off course, were lost, and without hope. Now imagine being a ship at sea. It's dark, it's stormy, you've lost your bearings and have no idea of how to get home. And all of a sudden, you see this light in the distance. Out of, this, out of the darkness is this beam of light. It's a lighthouse, and this light that is shining forth It is a trustworthy light. It is a faithful light. It is a light that is not going to draw you off course. It's going to bring you home because it is anchored to a rock. It cannot be shaken by the storm or disoriented by the darkness. So you're able to steer your ship towards the light and get your crew safely home. Likewise. God gave us a great light. God gave his people a great light who had wandered off course and could not find their way home. It started with the birth of a child. Isaiah 9.6 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There are scant few christmas stories that get this message and i'm including many of the classic christmas stories as well think about some of the best things that people celebrate around christmas time family in the earthly sense i can't think of anything better than family to celebrate around this time of the year generosity not only do we celebrate in generosity we give freely and that's good along with generosity is gifts we like making our loved ones happy The arts, movies, crafts, music. Christmas brings out some of the most beautiful artwork that mankind has ever known. You put up decorations around your house, so you all kind of become artists in your own ways. The insides of your houses become a different place than what they were the other 11 months of the year. These are all good things, and we should do them. We should embrace them and share them with others. But the whole point is to direct people towards a marvelous and incomprehensible truth. 2,000 years ago, a child was born. I enjoyed the chosen Christmas special last year, which portrayed the birth of Jesus. After the boy was born, Mary and Joseph were just staring at the child, not knowing exactly what to think. Mary and Joseph were blown away by what had happened, but then they were left with this very ordinary-looking baby. They knew he was not ordinary. The angels had visited them and told them who he was. The baby was born, and there he was, a baby. And he was wonderful. This boy would grow to be the counselor of all mankind. More than that, shrouded in helpless flesh, this tiny, frail child, this weak, independent baby who had not even the strength to crawl after having been born. This boy was unable to speak, barely able to open his eyes, needing the warmth of his mother and father was something greater than any force in the universe shrouded in humble flesh, was the mighty God. This was the one who parted the Red Sea, thundered atop Mount Sinai, opened the earth in judgment, and cast plagues upon oppressors in Egypt. Even more than that, this baby is the creator of the universe. Everything in the universe boils down to the work of this infant that was just born. The sun, the moon, the stars... Earth in all of its splendor. Niagara Falls, the Grand Canyon, Mount Everest, the Sahara Desert, the Arctic Plains, the mighty continents that span across the world, and the oceans themselves. That's not to mention the countless stars, the quasars, the planets, the black holes, asteroids. This boy created gravity, electricity, dark matter, And the very light that baffles our minds. By the way, he made us as well. In the image of God, he created created us. This boy, this baby, this one, the mighty God, brought into the world through humble means. Not on a chariot of fire, but born like the man that he was the everlasting Father who transcends the created order and could stop all orbits dead in their tracks at the utterance of a word, the Prince of Peace. Now, do you see how this all fits together? There's a song I like, and it's called Mighty to Save. And its lyrics go, Savior, he can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save He is mighty to save. Do you see what this song does? It brings together this element that our God is mighty and that he is our Savior. This child will usher in an era of peace like we have never known. The crazy part is he doesn't even need a peaceful world to bring about peace. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He said this in the midst of darkness, at the time that his disciples needed it the most. Do not be afraid and do not let your hearts be troubled. My peace will sustain you and get you through these tough times. Even in the middle of a world that had gone mad, a baby was born. God did not wait for peaceful for peaceful conditions to bring forth his son. He brought him in the middle of the craziness. God in the flesh. He's in here. In your heart. In the middle of the chaos. Lean on him. He gives you peace. If you submit your heart to him. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Cast all your struggles upon him. He can handle it. There is nothing that our God cannot do. I'd like to thank you for joining me for today's sermon. My name is Bill Sang from Faith Presbyterian Church. You can join us on Sunday mornings at 10:30 at our church service.